0: This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen.
1: Why don't we bow our heads and ask God to open the Word to us today. Father, I thank You for this day. I thank You for Your presence. And I thank you for Jesus. Lord, I just want to really just obey you today. Uh, I know I've got a whole lot of message, Father, and I know all of it is from you. But Lord, I want what you want to come out in this service, and and, and may we become what you want us to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, guys, we're starting a new series uh, that really kind of piggybacks on what we learned during the four cups. Those, let's just I hate to, to review too much, but let's just talk about those four cups. The very first cup was the cup of sanctification, not perfection, but sanctification. The second cup was the cup of deliverance. I've got a few of you who are listening. Come on. The third cup was the cup of redemption. Very good. And the fourth and final cup, the cup of? Praise. All right. And so, as we lead from those cups of how God wants you to walk free, we come to something I've never done in all my years of pastoring. I've never uh, brought a group of our leaders uh, a book and then had a group of uh, the small groups going through this and, and then uh, to bring a series on this. But we're going to, we've all been studying a book, and I'm going to recommend that you get this book. It's called Killing Kryptonite and that you read this book uh, during the next three weeks, if at all possible. Some of you go, well, it might take you three years. Well, let's go ahead and get started. And, um, uh, but Killing Kryptonite, as by John Revere, and it's really been changing the lives of our leaders. And so we're just going to sum that up over the next few weeks, okay? So this, this week, I want to bring you a message called Not of This World. Not of This World. How many of you feel like you might not be of this world? I hope you'll know different by the end of this, okay? Uh, and our passage we're gonna be studying, uh, comes from, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 17. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 17. I see many of you opening your Bibles and I'm so proud that you brought your, your scripture, your sword with you to God's house today, man. Many of you are taking notes. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 17 says this, as he, who's that he? Jesus, okay? As he is, so are we in this world, okay? As God is, so are we in this world, all right? So I want to talk to you about uh, this world and out of this world. Now, if someone were from out of this world, we would call them an alien or extraterrestrial we would call them an alien and when we think about aliens i don't know what images come to you but but you know i i grew up a young man on the et generation okay how many anybody else know what i'm talking about yeah et you know i don't know if you've heard a rumor that the ets are are buried out in the desert of new mexico anybody heard that rumor that ets are buried in the death can i tell you there's some truth to that rumor Y'all looking at me like, where are you going with this, Pastor? There is truth to that rumor. Anybody remember the Ataris? When Atari came out with the ET video game, it was so poorly received that they had so many unbought video games that that company loaded them up into a truck, drove them out into the middle of the desert of New Mexico, and buried ET right there in the desert. So there is some truth to that reality. Well, Thinking about that, I, I thought about the uh, the, the aliens that, that would be obvious as one thing, but then in 1938, they, they came out with an alien that, that many of you have even portrayed at some point. Many, most of you have watched a movie or a cartoon or something about this alien in your lifetime because this alien could live among us, and honestly, with just very simple disguises, you wouldn't even know who he was because he was able to walk among us, but yet not be one of us. This alien was Superman. And because of our son and his relationship to the sun, he had superpowers on our planet. Now, I know some of you probably have the Superman t-shirt buttoned up under yours right now. Come on. But this Superman that walked among us, uh, uh, you know, uh, was this alien who was not of this world. Now, I don't know what your what would your superpower be if you had a superpower? We were talking about that this weekend in my my family and my my family uh I thought it was kind of weird what they said about me. Uh, they always say on a cold day sit next to dad because I radiate heat. So my family deemed me Heater Man. Come on now. Uh could you imagine that Justice League meeting, you know, uh the Heater Man is in there. I don't know if it does any good for anybody. We're going to talk about what it means to, to not be of this world. What does it mean to be, to be an alien? And you're going, Pastor Don, I feel rather normal. I, I, I don't really feel like you're, you're, that's anything to do with me. Can I tell you that it may sound strange because we feel so different from Superman. And we blend in quite perfectly on this planet. And honestly, some of us blend in a little bit too much. But the reality is this, that if you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you are no longer of this world. There's something different in you. There's a supernatural power. The result of having God live in you is that the power of the Holy Spirit is at work inside of you if you have called on the name of God. God wants to do supernatural things through your life. Most of us don't feel like it's possible that God could do supernatural things through your life. And let me just tell you, most of us are saying, God, I, I don't know if I'll ever see blind eyes opened or the lame walk, and we're looking for all these amazing miracles. But let me just tell you, God starts in your everyday life. I'll never forget one time talking about God doing supernatural things in your life. It was pre-cell phone. Does anybody remember pre-cell phone days? You, you can't remember? There was a time, believe it or not, when we actually used to have to drive somewhere to get a phone to make a call, it was pre-cell phone days, and I was out, had been on an errand for work, and, and, and I'm just going to tell you this was my mindset, the, the longer it takes me to get back to work, the better. And I was driving down Highway 9 and coming as I was coming through uh, the Midway community and I got right there about where 141 was. And as I, I came up through there, all of a sudden the, the Spirit of the Lord just began to stir my heart to, to turn left down Piney Grove Road. I mean, you know where I'm talking about from around here to turn left down Piney Grove Road. And I, I, I said, I said, Lord, I don't want to go left down Piney Grove Road because if I go left down Piney Grove Road, I will be back to work ten minutes quicker than if I go up nine. And Lord, I don't want to get back any quicker than I have to. And I was just arguing with God. And finally, at the last moment, I just felt compelled. So I turned down Piney Grove Road. I'm driving down through there. I'm going, God, I don't understand this. And then suddenly, up on the right, I see the most beautiful woman in the world. She's broken down on the side of the street. And I pull over, and she hops in my truck. Some of you are going, really, Pastor? My wife was broken down on the side of the road. And I realized that she had a little baby we were keeping at that time, and it was 97 degrees outside on that day. She was sitting out in a 97-degree day, broken down on the side of the road, and if it weren't for the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in a natural man, she would have had to walk or sit in that 97-degree day. You have a supernatural power of God inside of you that's working for your good. Can I tell you, I, I'm going to sound real nerdy when I say this, but, but God spoke to me again yesterday. <laughs> I was so excited. Afterwards, I called my dad and told him about it. I just about called half our our staff, but they've been busy all weekend, so I left them alone. But but let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. I I went to the store to buy something yesterday. I didn't want to buy it, but I needed it, and I borrowed it from somebody so many times. I said, I'm not borrowing it from them again. I'm going to go buy it. So I walked into the store, and I I mean, I didn't mind buying it. And I go back there, and I find it, and I I pick it up, and I put it in my buggy, and it was $78. $78. I didn't want to spend $78 yesterday. I said, I don't want to spend $78, but I need this. And so I'm getting it. I'm rolling toward the, the door. I was going to go out the back way and I'm, I'm rolling toward the back cash register area there. And you know what I'm talking about? You go to the garden shop, and there's always too many other people who had that idea. You know, I'm rolling that direction, and the the this power of God just, just moves inside of my heart. I, I'm I'm serious. And he said, go to the clearance aisle. I'm like, I don't want a clearance shop. God, I've got to be somewhere in 20 minutes. Go to the clearance aisle. I'm like, I don't want to go to the clearance aisle. Finally, I just begrudgingly turned around and went to the clearance aisle. I drove through the clearance aisle and thank God it was the fishing lures were on clearance and all the other stuff was on clearance. I thought, Lord, are you trying to tell me there's a fishing trip in my future? Come on now. But I came up through there and then suddenly I looked and the item that I was buying There was a whole section of them on clearance. The one in my buggy was going to cost me $78. I looked at the clearance section and I took four of them off of the shelf, four of them. I didn't need but one, but I got four. And all four totaled $69. That might not excite you, but I was more excited that God didn't let me spend too much money than I was about the deal. Why? Because God is in us. And it's not some, some some just theory. God is in you and he's wanting to speak to you and he's wanting to change your life. And you can never experience the supernatural power of God if you spend too much time living normal. We can't live the way that the world wants us to live. And we have to make up our minds. Are we going to become instruments who are indwelled by the power of God? Because that's what makes us supernatural. It's what makes us different. You see, some of our leaders and I have been studying for the past few months a a concept. How can we destroy what's been destroying us? How can we defeat the things that are trying to defeat us? How can we become more of a reflection of God who God has created us to be, how can we change in an instant? Let me just tell you, one of the key areas that you're going to have to do if you want to begin to live the way God created you to do is you're going to have to identify what your kryptonite is. What is your kryptonite? What is kryptonite to start with? Kryptonite is a fictional substance that neutralizes Superman's powers. Whenever an enemy of Superman can find his kryptonite, it's the very thing that causes him to, uh, to have to step back, step down, and back down from the battle. So my question today is, what is the kryptonite that neutralizes the child of God? What is the thing that comes to your life that causes you to step back, step down, and lose the supernatural power of God that he's put inside of you that wants to help you in every circumstance of your life? What is that one area that keeps coming around? What is that supernatural thing that, that you can't do because of the natural kryptonite that you've allowed to hold you back? Pastor Don, that sounds funny. Well, the reality is this that we all have something about us that is holding us back. We all have some kind of sin that we know we should deal with. But somebody in this place has tuned me out because you don't feel very super. You don't think God could ever speak to you. You don't, you don't think that God could ever clearly lead you. And you don't feel very super. But what you're missing is this. You're missing the reality that God himself has chosen you. And when he chose you, he caused you to come into salvation and you were born again. I want you to get this. You were born again to become a reflection of God. Now, what you are born from reflects who you are. All right? Humans give birth to humans, right? I mean, that's got... Some of you are like, "Uh, okay, hold on. Humans give birth to humans. When my grandbaby was on the way, my my son-in-law, he had the... The weirdest response, you know, people come up and go, what are, you, what, are you, what are you hoping for? Well, there's two choices, boy or girl, right? If you know my son-in-law, he is not normal on any planet. And my son-in-law, well, they say, well, what are you hoping for? And he said, a T-Rex. I'm like, come on, man. It's a simple question. Dogs have puppies. <laughs> Cats have Kittens. Humans have babies. T-Rexes have lay eggs. But when you are born of God, you take on the nature of God. Don't you dare sit here and say, well, I'm just normal. No, you're not. If you bowed your head and you lifted your voice and you declared Jesus Christ your Lord, you declared that He, God raised him from the dead, you had an exchange happen in you, and now you have been born into something different. You are not who you were. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and you need to identify what in your life is robbing you from stepping into the fullness of the supernatural relationship between you and God. Because I guarantee you there's something. There's something that is holding you back. There's something that's keeping you down. Our job is to live as he is in this world, not in the future world, but our job is to reveal God in this world. Second Peter chapter 1, verse number 4 tells us this, And because of his glory and his excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you, watch this, to share His divine nature. And the Greek words that can be used for divine nature there mean simply this. It means that God has enabled you to reveal to the world what constitutes him, what is the constitution of his makeup that God has put within us the ability to show the world that we have become something different and to escape the world's corruption that is shown by what humankind and their desires constitute. So in other words, God says, when you are born again, I want to put you in into such a place that you are no longer of this world, that you're not living like this world, you're not talking like this world, you're not walking as this world walks, you're not fighting like this world fights, you're not hating like this world hates. Instead, you become a reflection of God. It is our job. We reflect God in the world. But the problem is, just like Superman, we have a kryptonite. We have something inside of us Why don't we just, Could we take a minute to share all of our kryptonites? Nobody wants to do that because the minute I start talking about our sins, you almost always know which one is the one that knocks you down the most. We almost always know which one it is that sets us back the most. And we, like Superman, have to understand that that there's something in our life that's causing us not to live up to our potential. And whenever that kryptonite comes around us, we're not reflecting God. We're reflecting our own fallen natures. But here's the good thing about God. God loves you too much. I want you to get this. God loves you too much to allow you to live and stay in that area. He will diagnose what's holding you back, and he wants to get that that could kill you out of you. God's wanting to change your life. Some of you are going, Pastor I'm not sure if I know exactly what my kryptonite is. I've got so many. Well, I'm going to use an odd verse to help you identify what that is. I want to give it to you. It's a verse we use for communion. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 28 through 32. This is how it reads. He says, that is why you should examine yourselves before eating, speaking of the Lord's Supper, before eating the bread and drinking the cup. If you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourselves. Listen to me carefully. That is why, I want you to see this, many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. But if we would examine ourselves we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. Now listen to me carefully. This is speaking about a certain action that people are doing that they know is wrong. It's not just summed up about the Lord's Supper here. He's saying, because you know you're doing wrong, but yet you choose to continue doing wrong in this area, this act of disobedience that you're willfully living in because you're making up your mind to choose to continue living in an area you know is wrong, it has made some of you weak, weakness, sickness, and ultimately death. What happens when Superman was exposed to kryptonite? Did it just nullify his powers? No. It not only nullified his powers, it drained his strength, and it ultimately would have killed him because that kryptonite was not only taking away what he could be in the potential he was living at, but it was taking the life out of him when you know God has told you to stop something. I'm preaching to somebody here. You know that God has told you. I'm told it is not popular to preach on sin anymore in church. I don't know how you can not preach on sin when sin's what's destroying people. And our job had to be called to be watchman on the wall that tells people you can be free. And there's something that attacks all of us. I mean, I can sit here and tell you what my kryptonite is. Don't get your pens ready because it's none of your business what my kryptonite is. But you know what your junk is. You know what your struggle is. And what God's trying to tell you is, listen, stop allowing that to stay in your life because it's keeping you from living up to supernatural potential. It's keeping you from becoming what God's called you to be. It's keeping you from walking in the freedom that God intends for you to walk in. And not only is it holding back the supernatural, but that's the reason you're weak And you're failing under things that are not even kryptonite. You're falling under stuff that normally couldn't take you out. I'm preaching truth now. Come on. And not only does it make you weak, but what happens when you let your body get run down? Do you know what happens to me almost every time I fly back from a a rough, rough mission trip? I get sick on that flight. Why? Because my body is depleted. And when you get weak, you become susceptible to get sick. Listen to me. You see, some of us have done things that make us sick to think about. I'm waiting on an amen on that one. We've done things that we can't believe we ever got there. The way we went there is we got weak first. And after we were weakened, then we ended up being sick. No one starts off trying to destroy their life. They just start off letting something they know shouldn't be there be there. And it ultimately leads to death. David in the psalm said it this way. He said, my strength evaporated like water. And he said, in the middle of that summer heat, it was like, it was like, I had nothing left in me. He said it in Psalms 31 and 10. He he said this. He said, sin had drained my strength. I was wasting away from within. Which reminds us of what James said. James said that that the desires give birth to sinful actions. That when we want wrong, and, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Sin always starts when you think you can handle it and it ends up handling you. You see, if sin is not dealt with, that becomes our kryptonite. It becomes the very thing that steals our hope. First John, back to First John where we started, First John chapter 4 verse number 13, this gives us the great hope of how we're going to overcome and resist the kryptonite of our lives. It says, "And God has given us, listen to me, his spirit His Spirit as proof that we live in Him, He lives in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Listen to this. And all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us as we have put our trust in his love do you not hear what i'm trying to tell you you cannot defeat what has become a bondage and made you weak you cannot defeat the the thing that's trying to destroy you but God in you, when you release the power of a super, you are no longer of this world and this world does not have the right to destroy you. You have been bought with a price. You are a royal priesthood, a a holy people, zealous of good works, peculiar the Bible even calls you, that you are free by the blood of Jesus. The way you connect with that is by letting God who is in you live through you. Would you stand with me if you would in this place?